0: Love Talk Radio Hi there. I'm Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of Fifty Radio, and this show is a celebration of baby boomers who are embracing life as we grow older. And one of the ways that many of us celebrate our lives is by spending out time outside in our gardens. Whether it's filled with colorful blooms, fresh vegetables, or as mainly a tranquil oasis to soothe your soul, gardens contribute to our health and well-being in important ways. And that's why I am so excited to introduce our guest today, Mary-Kate Mackey. Mary-Kate is an award-winning writer, speaker, and teacher, and she's also the co-author of a brand new go-to guide for creating the garden of your dreams. Her book is called The Healthy Garden, Simple Steps for a Greener World, and Mary-Kate joins us today to share all about it. Boy, this is such a great book, and I can't wait to start with you, Mary-Kate, so welcome.
1: Well, thank you. I'm very happy to be here.
0: Well, and I want to say at the top of the show, this book truly is a must-read for every current gardener or gardener wannabe. So, before we get into the the details of the book, give us an overview of what your readers can expect to find, and what prompted you and your co-author Kathleen Brenzel to write it.
1: Ah, well, it was really uh, a coming together of ideas, uh, uh, Kathleen wanted to do a book on healthy gardens. And I was in the process of doing a book called The Gathering of Gardeners, which was basically seeing garden problems from a whole bunch of different people's points of view. And so we decided to put those together. So the book features uh, 20 different garden experts throughout, throughout the three sections of the book. And uh they offer their advice as well as uh Kathleen and I who have well over a hundred years of gardening experience. <laughs> <laughs> Not each but combined, I'm assuming. <laughs> uh, combined, yes. 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 <laughs> well so and you she mentioned said that... me... Oh, go ahead. She said, to No, me I'm that sorry, I please. She said uh, that we could do this. And uh, what I was very interested in in terms of health is the book's in three sections. So the first one is how to make a healthy garden, how to design, how to use it, uh, your garden space, even if it's just a couple of pots, for resilience and for ease and for joy for yourself. And then the second section is about what are uh, gifts our gardens give us. And so we explore a lot of different things you've already mentioned uh, that are in uh, the gardening process. But then the third chapter is beyond the back fence. It's really gardening, using your gardening, uh, whatever knowledge you have to help the planet because each of us can have something that will actually make a difference.
0: Oh Mary Kate, I, I love that so much. And as with your other book, uh, you have so you've organized this so well. And again, there's in three chapters: healthy garden, healthy you, and healthy planet. And I think it's such a you know not only gardens are such a treat, a feast for the eye, so to speak, and for the stomach, growing fresh vegetables, but also the fact that we can, in our own ways, really contribute to the health of the planet. So I think you've covered it all really, really well. But what does, in your mind, what does set this book apart from, say, other gardening books?
1: Well, I think some of it is the connection. Just making that connection with what I do in my garden actually matters for the rest of the world. Uh, Because most garden books do focus on what you do in your garden. Uh, And they're great books. Uh, They're all uh, my colleagues out there, and they, they have wonderful stuff. But this one, actually, uh, just anything that you're doing here, the practices you're doing, actually affect the rest of the world. And it seems like, oh, uh, let's say you're, you want a really green lawn, so you're, you're, you're watering the heck out of it and you're feeding it madly and you want it to be really green. And um, that runoff may go other places, and that nitrogen-rich runoff may be doing harm in places that you don't even know about. Uh, But it can go into wetlands. It can go into sewers that end up in other bigger bodies of water. So we're connecting those things. We're basically saying, okay, here's what you can do. And, of course, one of the things you can do about your lawn is um, don't have it bigger than you need it. But the other is lower your expectations. (laughs) Have a mixed use in your lawn. Have... Have little daisies. Have other things growing in there. Make it not a monoculture because it will be a lot more sustainable and resilient if you do.
0: Wow, that is such a great explanation. And people, our listeners can tell kinds of the ideas that you're going to find in the book, because those are new, like you say, kind of different ways of thinking about gardening. And speaking of different ways of thinking about gardening, as you mentioned earlier, you brought in tips from a number of gardening professionals. So were there any that surprised you or or any of the more memorable tips that you would share with us today?
1: Well, there's, there's two different gatherings of gardeners that I, I really like. Uh, one is uh, Brianna Arthur, who uh, sheaves in the gatherings. And what I like about her tips is she's basically saying, hey, you don't need to sequester your vegetables all back somewhere. Many vegetables are very beautiful. Why don't you grow them in among your ornamentals? And, uh, and then you're, they're right out front. They're where you can see them. They get good soil. And they do really, really well. Like she plants her garlic along the edges of her flower bed. Perfect. It's, it's a great place to be. And by the time you're pulling the garlic in July, the other flowers are burgeoning out and covering the spaces. So it really works. So she's one. And the other one is um, Tony Gattoni who has a book of her own, and it's all about adaptive gardening, and she shares tips with how to work with your garden, you know, as you get older, and how to do that in terms of uh, what tools to pick, uh, how you, your process may change. So she's, she's working there, and that, uh, it was invaluable to have her in there.
0: Well, and speaking of things change as we age, you know, I think working in a garden, I mean, again, it's good for the stomach if <laughs> you grow your own vegetables, but it's yes. good for the soul. And, you know, talk about being a healthy you. It really is important as we age.
1: Yes, and but it, it's like learning different things. I've learned over the years, for instance, I used to when I was younger, I would just, I would just sink in. If I was moving plants, I would move them all day long. I would, you know, and I'd come at the end of the day and I'd sit down and I'd look at the garden and I'd be very tired, but it was fun. I can't do that anymore. I can't work one job like that. So what I've learned, my body told me, (laughs) is to keep shifting it up uh changing uh, what I'm doing maybe every 20 30 minutes uh I do a little weeding I do a little digging I you know I go from one to the other so that I'm using different parts of my body different muscles and uh I'm not sort of madly wearing anything out and that's at the end of the day I want to be able to sit down now and say oh good I don't hurt that's good
0: absolutely and then two to sit back and the wonderful thing about working in a garden is it may take a little while but you do get a tangible result from all of your efforts so after a long day of shifting around from pulling weeds to moving plants to doing other things you can sit back and look at what a great job you did
1: oh yeah well and and it's the time to it's sort of you're sitting back and actually doing what a great job nature did um, because Uh, she did it and we're sort of the assistants and we're either working with her or against her and it's sure a lot better to be working with her there's a saying nature always bats last so why not be on nature's team
0: (laughs) <laughs> well, speaking of being on Nature's team, I, I also want to mention the photographs in this book are really beautiful. How did you were you able to gather I I would assume that the publisher helped you with uh, getting the, the right photographs, but you must be so pleased with the way the book turned out.
1: Well, that's Kathleen Brenzel. She really, uh, after all the years as a sunset editor, she knows all the really, you know, top uh, garden photographers. And so she just called upon them and said, you want to be in the books? You know, send me photos and and called for different things. She did that. That was, uh, I know know photographers, but I don't, in fact, I know the same photographers, but I don't know them as well as she does. So she had a working relationship. And the beauty uh, in the book really is totally, I credit her.
0: Well, well, that's another way that it, this book is set apart. I, I mean, there are other gardening books out there, but in addition to the really solid tips you provide, the focus on health, it is, I mean, it really is a feast for the eye. So, I again, I've, I'm lucky I have my own copy, and I encourage other people to make sure that they check it out because it really is a, a gorgeous book and filled with, like I say, wonderful tips. But for you as one of the co-authors, I think you were writing this during Covid. If I'm correct about that, the, the well, pandemic was raging. Yes. So, what was writing a book like? I mean, it must have presented some challenges for you.
1: Well, it, it did. I mean, we we just about we started the book just about two years ago, and and of course we had sold the book. Uh, uh, my agent had sold it before Covid, and and we had a book proposal. And what happened during Covid is that. I realized that so many people were picking up a trowel for the first time. In fact, they say 18 million people have either started to garden in the last two years or gone back to gardening. And that's an incredible number. And so many, I mean, you can find good advice on the Internet. You can find terrible advice on the Internet. (laughs) And uh, I realized I wanted to write this book for those 18 million people. I wanted to write it so that it was solid scientific information, but it also was uh, experience of a book where you can sit down with that book and curl up and turn the pages or read it in bed or whatever. It's a much – I I wanted it to be more like a friend. And uh, with the gathering of gardeners in it, I wanted it to feel like when you pick this book up, you're inviting all these people – into your backyard to talk plants with you.
0: Well, and I would say that you succeeded masterfully, Mary Kate, because well, that's exactly you. the way I felt. It was kind of like having, you know, they talk about like a council or something of friends, but it really right. felt very much like yet yeah, you had professionals literally at your fingertips.
1: Yes. And as I started to garden, uh, I was by myself, but then I ended up, uh, joining Garden, it was called Garden Writers in those days. It's Garden Communicators International. And I found my people. These were the people who would sit on the back porch and talk plants from morning to night. And I loved it. It was just wonderful. <laughs> so I wanted the reader to have that experience and uh, that I had had.
0: Well, and Mary-Kate, I can tell your enthusiasm for your topic uh, as well as your knowledge, but, I mean, your, your voice is filled with energy when you talk about your beautiful garden. So, now, do you have a combination garden yourself? Do you have, like, flowers and vegetables in your own garden?
1: Yes, I do. I have, uh, I have well, I'm, I've been on one piece of property for 30 years, so we've had a chance to really go at it. And I have made terrible mistakes. I mean, for instance, I planted trees. I did do the right thing. You know, they say, when's the best time to plant a tree? 20 years ago. Uh, So I planted (laughs) them then, but I I planted them way too close together. I didn't, I really didn't know. They were in the, they were little, they were weenie. They were in little gallon cans, you know. I couldn't, I had a failure of imagination for how big they were going to be. Uh, but I have flowers and veg, and I do have vegetables in among the flowers, a la Brie, and, uh But I also have a few raised beds that uh, we call the farm. It's a joke because uh, they're <laughs> very small. Uh, but uh, I do like my tomatoes and stuff like that there. Well, and
0: I know from personal experience there is nothing more delicious than a sun-kissed tomato picked right off the vine. I mean, that really is a treat, especially when you compare them to the things you find in the grocery store. So I agree with you, Mary-Kate. And this book is, as I said, I know it's been called The New Gardening Bible, so congratulations for that. And what do you – Yes, so where can our listeners go to find out more about you, your work, and, of course, get a copy of The Healthy Garden, Simple Steps for a Greener World?
1: Well, I do have a website, uh, marykatemackey.com, and uh, but bookstores, booksellers everywhere, and I just heard that The botanic gardens, we have a whole section in the back of the book about botanic gardens and arboretums and how you can support them and they can support you. Uh, And this book has ended up in those bookstores, which is great. And so uh, you can also, you know, go on Amazon. Uh, But you can also ask at your local booksellers because uh, the bookstores are stocking it. I noticed it was in Powell's the other day in Portland, so I was thrilled. Um, It's it's pretty widespread. And Abrams, you can go, they're the publisher, you can go to their website. They were offering 20% off. So uh, that's a good deal.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, Mary Kate. Well, we'll have to close with that Uh, high note, but do you have any final thoughts you'd like to leave with our audience?
1: I guess the only thing I'd like to just say is um, let nature around you uh, affect you. Allow it to enter in uh, because the, the, the payoff for that is so great.
0: Well, I got goosebumps on that one, and I also want to say right next to the title on the cover, you've got Gardening to Help Your Mind, Body, and Community Thrive. And I don't think there's any greater calling that those of us over 50 can do. So this has been so lovely. Thank you, Mary-Kate.
1: Oh, you're very welcome. It was a pleasure.
0: Well, and also, thanks for the tips on how to garden to help our minds, bodies, and communities, like I just mentioned. I'm borrowing that, obviously, from the cover of the book. And I urge all of you listeners out there, please check out The Healthy Garden, Simple Steps for a Greener World. It truly is a beautiful and practical guide. It's going to inspire you to turn your own backyard into a work of art. So until next time, this is Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio and I'll catch you later. Bye-bye.